Hey everyone, it's Andy. Uh, at the beginning of this episode, you're going to notice right away that my audio is off. Uh, this episode was supposed to come out about a month ago, and uh, I have not had an opportunity to do a lot of work on this. Uh, big thanks to Matt for trying to help out with the audio. Uh, it's the best we're going to get it. It doesn't sound the greatest. And I know that one of the things about this podcast is, even if we don't get audio out every single week these days, I pride myself on the audio quality. Unfortunately, the audio quality is bad on my end, so uh, I apologize. Uh, it's not the standard that I try to create for this show. I uh, hope it is still listenable. I appreciate you all. We're going to get this episode out. I'm on spring break now, so I'm going to try to uh, go forward and get some more episodes out as well. Unfortunately, it, this episode is the one where we're doing a double episode, so... So I apologize for it sounding bad. I hope you still find some enjoyment. I hope you continue to support us. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Mountains. Heavy mountains. Something that changes over time. The sky. The blue sky. Something we can't see. And something we can. The sun. There is only one. Water. Something that feels nice. Commander Kari? Flowers. There are many that are the same. Many that I don't want. The sky. Red. A red sky. Red color. I don't like the color red. Flowing water. Blood. The smell of blood. A woman who does not bleed. Human beings made from red clay. Human beings made from a man and a woman. The city. The work of man. Ava, the work of man. What is man? Was it God that created him? Or did man create man? Japanese podcast with you can talk about Japanese anime. Yep, yep, that's what we do. We do that. Yep, yep, that's, yep. True. That is uh -huh. correct. Yep. Not uh, not French anime or uh, or German anime or uh, Hawaiian anime. I want a Hawaiian roll. I want a pepperoni roll. Sure, we all do. There's a dated reference for you. And uh, introducing first our good friend. <laughs> Way good. <laughs> His name is Matthew, a.k.a. Penis Kawada. <laughs> and be careful or you'll get caught in my rain. Here comes the rain. Uh, and then, of course, there's high fructose porn syrup himself, Bill. I can live with that. And I'm Andy, a.k.a. Dongwater. <laughs> These what? are the worst names in training we've done yet. Are, are you are you okay there, Andy? What? <laughs> I don't. I should ask you that. Um, <clears throat> so, hello. I mean, I'm yeah. all right. Hi. <laughs> how, how are we doing? Yes, for you, you are just fine. I'm doing fine. Everything's great. We're here with another episode. No, scratch that. Two episodes. <gasps> Double the length. Double your pleasure. Double your Double. fun. 
They make pumps for those. Ted, you with you, extra these, Evangelion gum. Are these uh, are these episode this double episode going to be like over under or like side by side? Uh, so this week we're talking about episodes fourteen and fifteen of Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're doing a double episode, something we have not done in a little while. The reason being, half of episode fourteen is a recap episode. So uh, that's Bill's episode. Uh, Bill, what is episode fourteen called by chance? Do you know? S E E L E. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which means nothing to us. <laughs> well, kind of does. They bring it up in the episode. That was a little bit. Although, yeah, but starting the episode doesn't mean shit. No. From there, we're going to go into a review of episode 15, where more stuff does happen. It's a lot of personal drama and interpersonal relationships. Uh, and our expert on that uh, is going to be Matt. Being generous today. Thank you. Matt, what's episode 15 called? Episode 15 is called Lies and Silence. We're going we're, we're gonna to actually have, uh, for the entire review of that episode, 30 minutes of silence and or lies the entire time. I can do both. Before we get into this double episode, I guess, uh, does anyone have anything they want to talk about during news-wise? I don't have anything this week. I feel like we should get into the reviews. Uh, we start with Bill at episode 14. Uh, hey, Bill, it's a clip show. Uh, why do I always get stuck on the clip shows? That's a very good question. It's only half a clip you know, show. Come on, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, last time I got stuck with one eye. Uh, the other half sucks. And the other half sucks. That does not suck. Yeah, it really does. It does. The, the, I, I, this, thankfully, we're going to talk about episode 15, which is much better than anything we've watched in the last like several episodes. I, remember when we watched Gungrave and we got to the recap episode, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I remember that. You're, you're, you're actually going to do it this time, though, right? Yeah, because there's some new stuff. All right. <laughs> well, um, can we can we start by at least uh, talking about the framing device for the recap? Because I kind of like the framing device for it. Kind of, it's almost like a briefing. It kind of feels like like they're like. But if it was a briefing, why is Shinji's like nerd friend get to talk on, on it? It's a good. Okay, that's a question. That's a good question. Anyway. Anyway, take us through it. The year 2015. I am going to straight up be honest with you as a as a addendum before I start this. I forgot the far future of 2015 was the setting of this show. Uh-huh. And my brain just immediately filled in like, oh, this is the past. Ah. Because uh, the third angel, Satchiel attacks. And I immediately wrote like, Satchiel looks a lot like the angel from the first couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And then I said they they show and tell us the conventional explosives are ineffective as Satchiel does the split the missile like a hot dog in the microwave too long move we've seen before. We saw it before because he did it in the first episode. Yep, yep. yep. So then you started to realize. Not yet, no. (laughs) (laughs) A little further along. I I want to take you through my thought process here. Sure. Because this is where text flies past way too fast. This text goes by... Like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they got 13 episodes to recap. And it tells us that that was when the UN gave up. I think that's what confused me. Because, like, I thought the UN would have given up a long time ago if the Eva's already existed. Uh, they move all of their angel authority to Nerve. If they had Eva's, I would have thought Nerve was already in charge of fighting angels. Yeah, but, like, we kind of saw, like, in those early episodes that they were still attempting. But you see why that confused me. No, I get it, I get it. And then they said that the third child was requisitioned on that day. 
It's a weird term to use. It is. And I wrote down Oxford Language's definition of a requisition. <laughs> All right. As a, as a noun, an official order laying claim to the use of property or materials, or as a verb, demand the use or supply of, especially by official order and for military or public use. So I thought this was the past. And I thought they requisitioned the third child. So I legitimate thought somebody like called Gindelob was like, hey, you got to skeet, skeet, skeet. Get on making that baby. Or he's the boss and he's like, called somebody up. He's like, I need a womb with a view. A <laughs> um, womb with a view. <laughs> oh, fucking titles. So I, I, I straight up thought Gindo was uh, assigning his gentleman's relish to some. Oh, stop. <laughs> gentleman's relish? No, I don't like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, usually, <laughs> usually that that relish is on the hot dog, not inside it. Oh, uh, the old cobra sneeze! Oh, <laughs> the cobra sneeze! Now, now I'm just confused. This is where I realize now. Wait, I am wrong. <laughs> I apologize on so many levels because at this point. We realized the requisition was actually sending for Shinji. Yes. And then that's when I was like, oh yeah, 2015 is the future. Yes, it is. I, I, I'm caught up. Okay. <laughs> glad glad um, you joined us. I mean, I mean, that whole scenario did happen at some point. We just didn't need to talk about the uh, trouser yogurt as much as we did. <laughs> that was in the past. <laughs> oh, what is happening this episode? All right. And this is where I realized, no, this is a fucking recap episode. <laughs> In the weirdest way possible, because they're using silent movie cards. Andy, stop recapping yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'll, make, I'll do that later. Like, it's they're doing a silent movie. Like, they're just showing... It's like, I, I, I thought it was kind of like like a, like a slideshow. Like, they're going through yeah. and showing, like... Oh, PowerPoint, that's better. That's <laughs> I mean, fucking better. It was the, it was the late 90s. Uh, we go over the whole thing about Shinji getting punched about for the kid's sister getting hurt. Yeah, I like that. He's going to teach the adults about how, what she went through and everything by beating up this other kid. That's when Masato uh, starts talking about, like, basically telling us what the fuck happened in different terms than the silent movie slides are telling us what happened. But they're basically saying the same thing. And when you have that and the subtitles that also are saying the same thing is slightly different. Woof. I really should have turned the subtitles off for this episode, but I, I should have too. And I, I kept getting drawn to the text too much. We learned that, I think I said that earlier, that Satchio was our the third angel. Yep. And then we got, we cut over to the Vaginapede, uh, which we learned is Samshio. Uh, I think Matt was onto something when he said that this episode was just to tell us these angels had names. And we worked really hard on them, guys, so we want you to know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only one that I, I knew off the top of my head. Uh, the city starts retracting. We do the whole fight. Uh, they say he annihilated that angel, but then they say the intact corpse gets taken away. So that's not really annihilated. No. Right. And then they they analyzed it, but they didn't release it. So that means something to us. Secretive shit going on. Yep. Uh, we get to see Ramiel, which is our D8. Yes. It is impregnable. And then it pregnates Nerve. 
Yeah, about chicka bow wow. That's when Shinji's nerd friend starts voiceovering us. And he's telling us the danger Ray was in doing the shielding. And here he tells us Ray must see herself as transitory. I don't know how he possibly knows that. I don't know that he's ever talked to Ray, let alone like has deep input into what her her psyche is like. Uh-huh. Like I could see Shinji saying that, or even Asuka saying that, but like just... It was a weird choice to make to bring his friends in. It was. Uh the sixth angel, Gagiel, uh was the water <laughs> one. The on the episode where Asuka shows up. That was a good name because they made him gag on a couple of ships. <laughs> Luckily, those ships were not full of semen. Came back to it. Oh, Lord. The seventh angel was Israfel, <gasps> which looks like Israel, and I am not making a joke about that. Some of these na- names are angel names. Like, I've heard a few of these before. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I, don't know, I don't know if they are. I assume they all are, but I, or I they're at least, Or at least they're in... The, the general theme, if not real. Ish Raphael. Ish Raphael? <laughs> I guess uh, that's the splitter from the dancing episode. Yeah. Um, they show us the, the double rider kick that ended that one. Is there, a, is there, a, is there Ish Donatello? Ish Angelo? Not yet, but who knows. <laughs> Sandalfon. Wow. You say uh, Sandalfon? Sandalfon. Sandalfon. That's, That's the Magnum Baby. Yeah, that, I know that name. It's one of my. It's a. It's I got one of those on my Puzzle and Dragons game. Well, that's the one they partial birth abort. Yeah, uh, Eva Zero is fixed up. Then we come to Matriel, the eye poop spider. Yes, uh, very motherly that one. I forgot how yeah. creepy that one was. And they show us uh, Oscar's brilliant plan. Brilliant plan. <gasps> Shoot uh, it. Or, this episode really is uh, just <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I mean, it is That's full breakneck speed. Even for a recap, it's going fast. Tenth Angel is the tanning bed mask from space. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this one when I, when I was rewatching this. That's Sahakuil O'Neill. That's the one that they had to like, race and run under, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had, to catch, they had to play catch with it. Yeah. And then do a little bit of cataract surgery. Sa- Sahakwil. Sahakwil. Sahakwil O'Neill. <laughs> uh, the 11th angel is the computer virus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big part of this one is the council, and I think this is new. It's the council shitting themselves over what happened. Mm-hmm. And Gendo's just like, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's new at this point. They don't buy his story, but they can't prove it, so they just move on. Yeah. Because stuff is still happening according to the Dead Sea Scrolls. I'm sorry? (laughs) What what, what is that, like, historically? Like, I know that's a thing. They were fragments of a a version of the Old Testament that were found uh, in a a cave off the Dead Sea. Hence the name. Uh, They were... Oh, man. I believe the people that wrote them were, and don't, don't hold me to this, I think they were Gnostics that wrote it. And so, like, the stuff in it is not straight Christianity. Gotcha. It's pretty weird stuff, and it's all fragmentary, so even what uh. we have is not 
it's a very important archaeological find of early Christianity, basically. Yeah. And then we find out that everything is going according to Seal's scenario, not Gendo's. Did you know that when it snows, my eyes... I was going to ask what the kid from Black Butler had to do with any of this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Break card. No, there's no break card. No, we're not doing the break card here. We're doing the break card later. Part two. Weaving a story. Ah. And this is just straight up Ray doing some freeform poetry. Yes. Mountains are huge, and they change. We can't see the sky, but we can. There's only one sun. Water is nice. Ikari. A lot of flowers. Red water, blood, red clay. Women don't bleed. She doesn't like red. People are made by people. City and Eva's are made by man. Who made man? Entry plug is a vessel of the heart and seat of the soul. Ray doesn't know who or what she is. But there are a lot of her. (laughs) (laughs) All lined up nicely. There is someone... Okay, now go back and do it all with a beat poetry kind of kind of feel. <laughs> I'll let Andrew take care of that one. That's more of his. There is someone more than her. Every other fucking character, basically. <laughs> and she asks Unit 1 who it is. We, we now learn, now that I've broken the, the poetry, we learn she is in Unit 1. And she tells uh, Masato that it smells like Shinji. He's a 14-year-old boy, so it's all farts, depression, and knuckle soldiers, I bet. Yeah, yeah that's about right, yeah. Maybe, maybe they've been uh, practicing the, the nude uh, piloting again, this time <laughs> in the real, the real Avas. Maybe. <laughs> and, he's, and he's thinking about Ray. I'm getting the feeling that I'm the only one here who feels like it, who actually feels like uh, having some, trying to have some deep thoughts about all this stuff. If you want to, certainly. I am... I rollingly bored of this. The but. only the only thing that, that works for me in this is that again, from what I remember from the manga, this has some implications for things we're going to find out later on mm-hmm. if it's in the anime, which I don't remember. But it is it is there's a lot said here, kind of all at once, so it's hard to parse through. So Matt, if you wanna if you wanna talk about it a little bit, please do. Yeah, if you have insight other than us, by all means. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, not. Not really, but this is like the first time in the series when I started thinking to myself, okay, it seems like they actually have something to say. Fair enough. I haven't felt that way yet. And And maybe because they jammed it into a clip episode. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I could probably take some time to really think about it. I don't know if I have the time to really think about it, but I was at least somewhat intrigued, finally. Also, I was sold on a giant mech anime, and so I want to see monsters and robots fight. Naturally. We'll get more of that, but not in this episode or episode 15. So, we get a little bit of something. Ray is synced up with one, just about as well as she syncs up with zero. Yes. And they say that one and zero are very similar. Mm-hmm. Asuka, we cut to, and she, but she's not in a test mode, because she's just in unit two. Then we cut over and we see Shinji is in Unit Zero. He's stressed out, and Asuka's being her charming self, calling him an idiot for being nervous. Yeah. Yeah. But then immediately goes, well, he's stupid for not being nervous piloting that Ava. And then immediately is like, I don't want to pilot anything but two. Well, she says, she kind of makes it seem like she kind of wants to do the test herself, but then 
uh, it's Misato who steps in and is kind of like, well, you just want to stick with your mech, don't you? And she's like, yeah, you're right. Mine is the best. And like we get a little bit of her monologue where Masato's like, yeah, because we can't put you in there because you don't connect well with it. Yeah, two's not compatible with... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. She is her mech and her mech is her. So it makes me really wonder if uh, Zero and One are basically built off of the same whatever. Yeah, and I think we get more of that as we go further into the anime, I do believe. Yeah, I think so. Shinji says exactly what Ray said. It smells like her. And Asuka says what I said, which is like, that's kind of gross and pervy. <laughs> well, you know, you're gonna, your skin flakes and such are going to just come off in that liquid stuff. Yes. And they're bound to miss some while they while cleaning it out. So. Get them high-pressure hoses. Yeah. Shinji's okay, but he's not great with Zero. And Ray is better with one than he is with Zero. We got to Ritzko, and she tells girl subordinate, I don't even know her name, that's not okay to be too principal. You might have to work against your coworkers' best interests sometimes. Mm-hmm. Her name is Maya. Okay. By the way. Oh yeah, I remember Maya. That's kind of a weird flex. It was a weird line. We got Asuka just jawing at Shinji some more, uh, telling him he needs his mommy so he can crawl back up through the womb. That was a weird <laughs> set of lines. That was. And Masato gets on her ass about it. She's like, "Knock it off." He's. She's like, "Well, why does everybody coddle him so much?" Which. Maybe he gets coddled, but at the same time, like... He also has no one. Like, Yeah. Your mom's dead. Why don't you get mad? Why don't you call for her? I, yeah, it's kind of cold. Kind of. This is where something interesting happens. Oh, yes. something, inter- something interesting five, in this episode? Yes. Yes, yes. in the last, like, five minutes. I don't remember happens. anything interesting in this episode. You'll have to refresh my memory. So Shinji starts getting a, a download. And that download is all about Ray. He says, it is Ray, And you get, we get all kinds of flashing scenes of her, both new and recycled. And Unit Zero goes batshit crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the scene. Yeah. And it starts to corrode Shinji. They're talking like, oh, is, he trying to absor- is it trying to absorb him or something? It won't eject him at all. And that's when it attacks the control room. Yeah. It starts punching the window and headbutting the window like crazy. Ray just stands there like a goon. Like, they move, right? She's like, ah, okay. <laughs> so this whole thing that happened, either it's really important or it's complete nonsense. I'm assuming it's important. I don't know that. Well, well, we get, like, a, a weird part there where, like, uh, Ritsuko's like, it was my fault. It was coming to kill me. Yeah, and I'm she's, like, like, oh, she's like, I'm certain it was coming for me. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's the case. Maybe. Wait, where was, was she behind uh, Ray or off to the side of in, the, I don't in that room. I don't think they showed them necessarily together, but like I, you assume that they're together in that room. I guess when you're that big, everything is a target all at once. Right. Like, uh-huh. it's hard to say who in that room, that whole room was a target. Yeah, I don't... And that's when I started thinking, like, Roritsuko built the supercomputers out of her mom's brain. Uh-huh. Perhaps... She also built these mechs out of her mom's brain, and it was a part of her mom that hated her. I, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm slightly interested. But whatever. We cut over to Shinji, who's in the hospital again. The interesting part of this scene was somebody has got a dog on a trivia show in the background. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that bit. I love that, too. It's so weird. And Masato gets the call that Shinji's fine and doesn't remember anything that happened. 
Ashka is just like really wondering who Ray really is. She's not like other kids or Gendo and Vice Gendo are talking about the meeting earlier. And Vice Gendo tells Gendo that he shouldn't get the council worked up and get Seal involved. But Gendo is sure there's no problems. And the Unit Zero freakout just simply isn't an issue. He's hiding something. Yep. And Vice Gendo's like, oh, you're way into Ray. You're way too much in the Ray. And this is where we learn Project Adam is fine. It's less than 2% behind schedule. And then we also learn that the Spear of Longinus is on track, and Ray is doing work on that. We end the episode seeing her in Unit Zero carrying a giant red pitchfork. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that size and shape were not standard for Roman Centurions. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and that was episode 14. So that Spear of Longinus or whatever, that's a reference, too, to something, right? Uh, that was the... Sp- Longinus was the centurion that stabbed Jesus' side okay. um, to make sure that he was dead. And the uh, that's supposedly the Spear of Longinus, a.k.a. the uh, Spear of Destiny. It's supposed to have influenced wars and rulers throughout time since. Hitler had it, um, apparently. <laughs> okay. Hitler was after it or had it or okay. had a leprechaun of it or something. <laughs> At it, least it, according to the Hellboy. The Hitler was interested in it for real, for for sh- real, real. Yeah, I don't know if he actually had it or if he just sent people looking for it, but um, but yeah, no, Hitler was definitely after it. It's so wild. Um, I'm gonna guess he didn't have it because uh, <laughs> he he died on fire, covered in petrol in the ditch like an asshole. No, no, he didn't die until 1958. Hellboy again. <laughs> I was doing Eddie, I was doing Eddie Izzard. Oh, were you okay? I thought he died in an episode of Doctor Who. What? I don't I'm know. Not that. there yet. Oh, okay. There's an ep- there's literally an episode of Doctor Who that's titled "Let's Kill Hitler." It's a great episode. <laughs> uh, that's episode fourteen. Yeah. Uh, this is the part where we talk about our thoughts. There's not a whole lot to say here, I suppose. But Bill, we're gonna start with you. Your thoughts on episode fourteen? You know my thoughts on doing a recap episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bill. Matt, thoughts on the episode? <laughs> I, I actually was happy to learn some of these <laughs> angel names. <laughs> if anything, that is one positive. <laughs> and, uh, you, did, you weren't happy just like with Plague Doctor and Vaginapede and D4? Also also great. But but <laughs> because of uh, longer interest in it than, than, than you have had, I, I kind of wanted to know what they, all their names were. Fair enough. <laughs> I think there's some some things in there that might be worth thinking about if you really want to try and know where the show is going. Yeah, yep. there's there's some hints that they're dropping. You mentioned something earlier, Bill, and yeah, it all kind of depends on how you feel about uh, philosophy and whatnot. Now, you were sold on a you were sold on a mech fighting show, but I don't think anybody told you about the philosophy that was supposed to be involved in it. Man, I like philosophy and all, but like I like the good place, but I like to know what I'm. <laughs> signing up for and this ain't it dog yeah i don't think it, i don't think anybody <laughs> did when the show eventually came out but over the years you know yeah it's just but anyway i didn't think it was a horrible episode because it made me think a little bit yeah that was okay for it was a clip episode there's at least a few things at the end um it kind of reaffirms my thoughts that like this is going in a certain direction there's certain um story beats that are in the manga that i'm 
pretty sure they're going to now reveal soon in the anime. This is going to completely kind of be like a whoa sort of thing. Yeah. That almost you know, makes it worse because it's a clip episode you can't skip because it's got shit in it. <laughs> and I have I have a weird love for things going crazy and bashing their heads against walls like this. <sighs> Ow, actually. Oh, yeah. don't, oh, don't actually hit your head. I, no, no. I heard that one. Are you all right? Uh, fine. All right. And, uh, this is the end of the episode. Matt cannot do episode 15 because he just concussed himself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's episode 14. Uh, we're going to take a quick trip to the break card so Matt can clear his brain uh, before we start again. So uh, let's go. Hey everyone, this is Andy. This is The Break Card, and thank you for sticking with this episode. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to cut a lot of my audio out whenever possible, so that way it doesn't sound too bad. Thankfully, it's not my review, so you don't have to hear me as much in these episodes anyway. I hope you get through this uh, episode with no problems. The next one is recorded well, and uh, there's no audio issues. I'm very excited to release that. We're three episodes ahead currently, and uh, I'm going to sit down as I'm on spring break and start cranking these out and getting them out to you, the fans, so we can get through our reviews of Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you want to help support the show and make it so hopefully we don't have fewer microphone issues by buying better equipment, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and help support us in a monetary way. If you can't do that, you can tell people about the show, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your bosses, tell your family, tell whoever about our show. And uh, yeah, we would really appreciate that as well. We're going to get back into the thick of things here, hopefully with recordings. We're going to get back into this episode, enjoy our review of the second episode here, keeping this short, and we'll see you on the other side. So we're back from the break card. All out this time. Okay. Matt, how you feeling? You doing all right? How's your head? Mm, noodle, muskrat, hamster wheel. <laughs> oh, no. Business card, oh, Yankee Doodle. He's doing good. <clears throat> yeah, sounds great. Uh, so, <laughs> it's time to lead us through episode 15 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, you're ready. I am as ready as I'll ever beaver. Beaver? I don't even know. <laughs> you wouldn't know where to start. I would no idea. Damn you! <laughs> this is my first. Hey, this is my first time doing a two-parter like this. So uh, I just get yeah. right into it, don't I? Yeah, you just get right into yep. it. Yeah. Episode fifteen opens with a helicopter airplane on which the vice commander and Gendo reside. I thought maybe you're still. <laughs> Helicopter airplane! <laughs> helicopter airplane! <laughs> no, that's a term I actually heard for a helicopter from, a, like, a short film from the 1940s or something. It was it was on an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and uh, the vice commander is worried that they're going to, that they're going <laughs> to, angels are going to make, cause more destruction and make more lakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Oh, no. We could have more lakes. <laughs> We don't need more lakes. 
weird bit of energy. He tells Gendo that some chairman or other has lodged a complaint against him, the vice commander. Yeah, Gendo's like, Adam's well, the dummy plug for Project Ava's doing well. And the vice commander asked him about Ray and about that man. Who's that, <gasps> that man? man? That man. That man. <laughs> this episode had our Excel reference built right into it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a little while. Uh, Gendo says, just let that man do what he wants, as well as the Marduk Institute. The Marduk Institute. When did that so, dog start an institute? That's a Tekken character. Yeah, that's a Babylonian god. Oh yeah, you're right. I, I it's think it's not a it's not a great date, Matt. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was Marmaduke. I vaguely okay. <laughs> remember that from an episode of uh, I think it was uh, it was either Aqua Teen Hunger Force or the Venture Brothers. Like Marduk was brought up or something. I don't know. No, it was uh, it was definitely C Lab. There was an episode where they were talking about like the great god Marduk. Ah. Stormy. I don't remember. It was, anyway. I knew or I recognized it. It was Babylonian, huh, though? Not Sumerian? Yeah, it was Babylonian. No, big difference. That's the Ghostbusters reference for you folks out there who will enjoy it. I haven't eaten Babylonian in a long time. <laughs> anyway, that man and the Marduk Institute may prove useful, so Gendo's like, yeah, whatever. Let's go out for Babylonian. <laughs> no, man, that place closed. Like, 4,000 years ago. <laughs> You know, it seems to me like Hittites would be the perfect people to start a fight club. Or a record label. How do you guys like feel about Kyoto? I love Kyoto. You know, it's the anagram lovers, Tokyo. <laughs> now we are just entertaining ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> is that why we started the whole thing? Where Kaji is wondering what happened 16 years ago. He's in an abandoned warehouse for some reason. There's a there's a rotary phone which is unplugged, cut off. Yeah, it's cut. The phone line has been cut. The calls are coming from inside the house. Yeah, it, the door starts is someone's at the door, and he's he's nervous. He's got his gun, I think, and he's like staying beside the door, like, oh, who's outside? Who's outside? Are they on to me? Do they know why I'm here? Or have they come to kill me? But no, it's just a scooter, Mama. She's outside feeding some cats. <laughs> Scooter Mama. And she warns him about uh, uh, this something called Shannon Biotech. Shannon Doherty Biotech. You know, I always suspected that she wasn't all natural. No. Really? <laughs> but appara- no. <laughs> apparently there, the, uh, there are many companies uh, connected to the Marduk Institute, which, which is an institute that finds AVA pilots. Yeah, there are 108. And 106 were shell companies, and now this makes 107. Yeah. And I think 108 was is a... Special number? Special number, too, like an esoteric number or something. Oh, okay. Sounds about right. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, Kaji is warned to stay away from Marduk because it's dangerous, but he's like, ah, I, I can't let it go. I'm tenacious. I was going to say, it, it is a sacred number in uh, like Himalayan yoga. I, Buddhism, I suppose, by represents unity and wholeness of existence. Oh, okay, well, that sounds relevant. That does sound relevant. In in Buddhism, it is among the tenets that there are exactly 108 types of defilements, no more, no less. This could be the reason a bell is usually chimed exactly 108 times 
in Japanese Buddhist temples to mark the end of an old year and usher in a new year. Oh, uh, I could probably add a couple more. Yeah, 108 earthly temptations. <laughs> 108 <laughs> sacred books uh, and the basis of all creation. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So apparently there's a lot of, like, that's a very sacred number in Buddhism. Long story short. Okay. And you could probably, you could probably figure out something more about it, but. Go check out your local library, ladies and gentlemen. Go to your local Buddhist temple. <laughs> your local Buddhist temple. I kind of want to, but I know I won't find the time because I've got more important things to do. Or at least more pertinent things to do to my life. <laughs> Than self-enlightenment? Yeah. Who's got time for that shit? Yeah, yeah. Just take antidepressants. It's fine. If, I, if I want to be... <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the hot dog stand. Just get yourself a hot dog. Yep. Make me one with everything. That's how I get mine. <laughs> God damn it! Hey. God damn it, Phil! <laughs> fucking... I walked right into that fucking joke. Um, you know why I love Buddha? Because I like my gods fat and happy. <laughs> well, that's enough. Uh, enough hot dog in it. Better than raw dog. In it. <laughs> is it? Is it oh, better? <laughs> Remember, kids, put a sleeve on your sausage. <laughs> it's all fall apart, isn't it? Oh, this is an episode. All right. Moving on to Asuka, who is being extremely immature. No shit. Never. Uh, leaving a voice message for Kaji, like, screaming like she's being sexually assaulted. And she's like, ah, save me! And then she hangs up, she's like, that'll get him. And then, like, this class rep comes out and is like, oh my god, are you okay? She's like, yeah, it's fine. I was just, you know, trying to get an attention of a boy. Yeah, I just want attention. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, hey, Incho's got a boy for you. You want to go on a double date? She asks. Yeah, that doesn't turn out well, as we'll find out later in the episode. Nope, it will not. Um, in the mean- meantime, Shinji is watching Ray ring out a rag. That sounds like a tongue twister. Which, at first, doesn't seems kind of weird, but like later on in the episode, it's going to make a little more sense. It gets and also less, or none at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> awkward. Makes it, it, I, won't, I won't say anything. Okay, we'll, we'll wait. Maybe you can <clears throat> give some enlightenment. It's, there, there's definitely... There's definitely a reason behind if you pay close attention to the dialogue between him and her later. I know, but it, I still think it makes it weirder. I mean, you're right. <laughs> uh, as you said, we'll get to it. In the meantime... At least we know he wasn't, at least we know he wasn't daydreaming about a hand job, because... <laughs> That's uh, called the, the snake bite. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I knew that. Oh, I mean, I've seen people... Not, per- do- not personally, but... They call this the NTM because it's a twister. Isn't, it's a isn't twister. that a... <laughs> on an arm? That's a, an Indian rug bird. In a less enlightened time, it was. Fine, it's a Native American rug bird. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe it still is an Indian rug bird. How do we know they're talking about Native Americans and not people from India? Yeah. A rub. Rub. I've heard rub. Rub. I, that's oh, no, I, I've heard it as rug bird. That was... Oh, I've never heard that. Interesting. But, Etymology, folks. It's fascinating. Yeah, honestly, it really is. I, I, I get into, like, where words come from and why we say things. Oh, wouldn't it be terrible to ter- to be a where word? 
Oh, I would totally love being a were word. <laughs> yeah, you would. I'm a were word. Unfortunately, the only word I could turn into is bitch. <coughs> More on that a little bit. So there's in the episode two. There's some testing going on, and Misato and Ritsuko are having a chit chat during it. So the testing's not really all that important, I don't think. Anyway, there's a wedding, and Misato is talking about how she can't wear more than one. She can't wear the same outfit to more than one wedding. I don't even think it was that she couldn't wear it to more than one wedding. It's just that she just wore two of them. Like, just wore them. Everyone getting married. Because it's like, yeah, tons of people are getting married. Okay. So it's not It's not so much that, like, she, ha- she can't wear Wedding season? Yeah, she just has to have a little bit of cool down time before she pops another outfit. Yeah. So she had to go pick a lot of fun on her way home. Yeah, because she just wore the pink one and she just wore the navy one and she's the orange one is too tight <laughs> it's a very opposite of uh the effort that uh, um, that most males put into it which is probably part of something they were going for in the in the episode you just gotta get one of those t-shirts that looks like a tuxedo on the front and you're yeah right <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, so they check. They they chat about the thirty year deadline for a woman getting married. And I straight up thought like everybody's getting married. I thought they were gonna say because the world's gonna end and they don't want to die alone. <laughs> She's like, oh no, just because they're turning thirty. Uh, Shinji is looking at an image of Ray, which disappears. And Risco says that Shinji's been very glum today. 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 He's glum today. Just today. I don't she's a ray of sunshine. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something about tomorrow, I think. But I don't think we know what that... Oh, wait, no, we fig- find there's out that... Something about the sun coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar. No, like, everyone's got, like, they got, like, a big day tomorrow. Like, uh, Shinji's got a big That's day. That's true. Uh, uh, primarily, I think yeah, it was Asuka. reference to Shinji meeting his dad tomorrow. Yeah, Asuka's got, Asuka's got a date um, the wedding's tomorrow. There's a lot of social happening. That's true. Shinji is trying to pump Ray for some information on his dad. Yeah. Like okay, so like this is where we get the kind of awkward conversation. They're in the um they're in the elevator together and basically he's just like, So what's my dad like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She ain't telling. And she's like, Why why would you ask me that? He's like, Because I saw you two together, and you looked like you were ha- happy together. Yeah, so happy like he together. about talking to you. And uh, she says something along the lines of like, oh, uh, this is the reason why you were staring at me today, is because you wanted to ask me this question, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shinji uh, comments on how the way she wrings water out of her rag makes him think of a mother. I have yes. a big question mark at She's... the end of that comment. <laughs> Yeah, yep. no, it's it's important. Yeah, it's important that line that that that's the important line from that whole thing. It's still that weird. Is, that that is from from what I remember from the manga. That is the key line in that conversation. So I don't want to say anything else. Okay. He's not like, "Ooh, girl, I want to make you a mother." So there, so there is Shinji has a forgotten memory. Gotcha. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna go with sure. I thought he was hitting on her. I don't. I don't want to say anything else. Then, he, then he's like, "Yeah, you'd make a really good housewife, maybe." Yeah, that. T- yeah, damn girl, I'd take you home and impregnate you. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> what is wrong with yeah. you, Sinji? 
yeah, it was the 90s. <laughs> no, sorry, it was the 2000s. That was weird even for then, the way he put it. <laughs> Also, I'm get, assuming a bit of a bit a bit of the uh, the Japanese culture there too, perhaps. Yeah, I'd say so. Still weird. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to what may be the best visual in this episode: Asuka and Pen Pen watching TV. Asuka's lying on her back. She's she's watching upside down. Uh-huh. <laughs> we all used to do that when we were kids. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. Pen Pen's great in this episode. He is. Pin Pin is great in every episode. Yeah, Pin Pin's so good. Pin Pin is the less problematic, the least problematic of any character on the show. <laughs> Always the best dressed character too. <laughs> Always wearing that tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a t-shirt. Oh yeah, that. The, oh wait, never mind. We're not there yet. Uh, Misato shows up and she and Asuka chat about dates and Shinji and Asuka complains again about. Shinji being too Japanese. Okay. Two of her names are Japanese. This how distanced has she been from what's obviously a part of her own culture? Well, she's got that she's got that other middle name, so that that breaks her out of it. But if Shinji had a had an English middle name, she'd yeah. be fine with him. I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to plumb your uh real quick, your X Files knowledge. What were the names of the uh, lone gunmen? I can't tell you. I didn't look that. It's been a long time. I, I, barely, I barely watched Hold X-Files. On. I watched the X-Files, but... All I remember about X-Files was they stole... <laughs> uh, they stole they stole my they stole my podcast uh, story arc for an episode. Ah. Bastards. That was that was weird. No, it was I like just, legit. They okay. stole. They, 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 they stole. They stole my... my right, I just had a... I just had a weird thought about whether or not... Uh, uh, Hideki Anno might be an X-Files fan, since one of the lone gunmen's name was Richard Langley. And Oscar's middle well, name Langley is Langley. Well, Langley is... Uh, and it's also is... a... Yeah, I know what it also is, but... Yeah. I, that, I, seemed, I, that seemed like less possible for, for a ref... we got to make a what, reference to what, it. What also is it? Langley is where CIA's headquarters is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I assume both were probably drawn from that. When, when was X-Files? 93 to... Okay, so it would have been out, when, yeah. and those characters would have premiered too. Just, just, just you know, I'm a pop culture guy, so these thoughts will randomly pop in now and then. That is interesting. Things we need would like to ask Hidakiano about. There's a lot. <laughs> the deeper we get into this show, I think there's going to be a lot more questions we'd like to ask that man. Yeah, we're getting kind of we're starting to get to the weird shit in this episode. Anyway, Shinji is thinking about his dear old dad. And Masato advi- comes and advises him to t- that he has to take the first step in getting to know his father. Meh. Shinji's like, yeah, I know that. Well, then let's see some initiative from you, boy. Yeah, roll for initiative, boy. It doesn't seem like he's really worth it. Yeah. <laughs> we we learned that he'll be seeing his mother, too. What? Yeah. Just my immediately yeah, yeah. thought is that Gendo has a room where Shinji's mom is laid out like Stalin. God. <laughs> creepy would that be another another reference to mothers yeah there's a lot of that i'm sure it'll all make sense pay, pay later. attention pay attention later it'll, it'll <laughs> well e- even the magi being uh ritsuko's mm-hmm. mom's brain sort of yep for sure uh we hear uh misato and uh and asuka failing the bechdel test outside the room yeah oh yeah they do they have a lot of that going on 
And, oh, yeah. Yep. And now, finally, Hada! It's the big day! Asuka's date, Masato's wedding, Shinji's time with his dear old dad. Well, not Masato's wedding. Well, I mean, it's, it's Asuka's date. Asuka has a date to go to. Misato's wedding. Misato has a wedding to go to. That's how my mind had structured it. Anyway, we're, we're, we see the wedding first. Kaji's late. He finally arrives. He's a little bit disheveled, which Misato comments on, and then she fixes his tie. And Risco says, you're like an old married couple. <laughs> Misato's like, I would never marry this jackass or something like that. <laughs> Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> go to some shit. And here we go. I don't think very much happened in that scene. Did you guys pick up on anything? I can't remember if they cut away. Like, I feel like they come back to the wedding. Like, a little bit later. Because, like, there's stuff that happens at the wedding, but yeah, not a lot. Here. I don't think there, there's much. Uh, so, alright, we'll just move on to... We're next go to a uh, cemetery. Where Shinji is in front of his mother's grave. It's been apparently been his dad's behind him. It's apparently been three years since they came here together. And then right after that, Gendo split and Shinji was left by himself. Yep. Uh, Gendo says quite a bit few interesting things at this point. And mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was surprised because it's not all bullshit. Some valuable things in these words that he has, I think. Among them that you can't live without forgetting, but there are some things you should never forget, which is something he learned from his wife, Shinji's mother, Yui. And he hasn't kept any pictures of her, and there's no body in the grave. That's a natural Japanese thing. They they usually burn and then just erect headstones as whatever word I'm trying to think of. I thought maybe she was burned up in the accident that killed her, where she uh, she turned around on the freeway really uh, sharply. That's why they call it pull a Yui. Oh, disapproving glare for that one. <laughs> we don't care about people dying. Or... Death is a death is a lighthearted oh. subject for us. Thank you, folks. <laughs> uh, so what happens next Matt what happens next Gendo says important things are kept inside and then time's up <laughs> Gendo gotta go a fucking, a fucking uh, helicarrier shows up or whatever and then like uh, a shield helicarrier <laughs> whatever there's a, there's, a, there's a split second frame where uh, she, he thinks he sees Ainami in, uh, in the window May have uh, may have hallucinated it. Well, this was uh, this. The scene ends with uh, Shinji trying awkwardly to be like, "Hey, Dad, this was really great. I'm really glad that you and I got this chance to see Mom again. You know, like, like <laughs> it was it was a great bonding experience." And uh, Gendo, I don't know what Gendo says, but it's like such a yeah. sh- like a like a He's like, like all a right, whatever. Response. Yeah, he says all right or something. Like, oh, yeah. Or sure. Sure. Yeah. And then like, he gets on the plane and flies off. Why did he leave <laughs> Shinji there? Why couldn't he just give him a ride? Like Shinji just starts walking away, and I'm like, where the fuck are they even at? Is Shinji walking yep. home? Yeah. He's using the rail system. <laughs> Monorail. 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 Mono. Don't. 
I kind of like that uh, Shinji's mom was born in 1977. Why? Just because it's Star Wars year. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, fair enough. Okay. It was. <laughs> a Star Wars happened that year. A Star Wars happened that year. Now, we, this is time for the second half of this episode. Or the third half, or the third portion of this podcast episode. Yes, we made it through the break. Yeah. And, uh... I'm hungry for meatloaf suddenly. I got I got bad news for you. Oh, no. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> anyway, the title of the second half of this episode is Those Women Longed for the Touch of Others' Lips and Thus Invited Their Kisses. Yep. That's the title? Yeah, all right, lady. That's a long title. <laughs> Sell down a little bit. <laughs> Probably one of the more interesting things we're going to see in this episode, Shinji plays a cello. What the fuck was that all about? All of a and sudden, he's, he's good just at it. Busted out a cello solo. He's got to be good at something at some point. <laughs> Asuka, Pen Pen is asleep in his uh, fridge, I think. And Asuka shows up and she's mildly impressed that Shinji has any musical talent. Well, I, hear, I hear a way to a woman's heart is through a cello. <laughs> There's always room for cello. We all know this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tuning Japanese, the podcast. <laughs> the podcast where we see how often we can make Andy want to quit. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, we've got a full dad joke at this point. <laughs> hey, have you have you have you been wondering how Asuka's date went? Because we didn't get to see not, that. Not really, but <laughs> uh, well, apparently, yeah, uh, yeah, I have. The guy was so boring. That she dumped him in the roller coaster line. She didn't even dump him. She literally just left. Like, dumping implies, like, she says, like, I don't want to go on this date with you. She literally just abandons him. I just, I just mean, I just mean she dumped him in that spot and left. He dumped him like a, like a toddler in a mall. Ooh. <laughs> moving on, Misato. Bye. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Misato, you're out drinking. We've moved on. Misato goes to the bathroom, and we learn that Kaji has a weird fixation for high heels. Maybe. Well, I think it's like they that she was never that fancy. Maybe, and then now here she is. Like, I think maybe like the fact that she's been like climbing up the, the corporate ladder, for la lack of a better term, and. She's got power and influence and self-assuredness and is looking a lot fancier. Because, like, if we compare that to, like, the first times we've seen her, like, she's just, like, shotgunning a beer and burping. Like, we haven't seen her that act that way in a little while. Oh, uh, yeah, we haven't. Like, have we, we really we really see, like, her kind of maturing a little bit as this anime is going on. Like, they don't make, they don't draw attention to her, like, alcoholism. Like, here she is just at a establishment, not pounding beers. Um, she's just kind of like sipping a martini or whatever. But she's not an alcoholic. She's just a partier. I think there was a difference between the English and the Japanese at this point was something that said between Kaji and uh, Ritsuko. Uh, they're talking about her, uh, about Misato seeming real bubbly. And uh, Kaji says that uh, Misato drinks to calm herself down. It's her way. In the, He says that in the English. And the Japanese, he says she drinks to rein herself in but maybe it's the opposite tonight. Is that the same thing? I don't know. It struck me as very strange phrasing here, and I wasn't sure if the English and the Japanese were sa even saying the same thing. 
like rain her in herself in hell. Right. Like, like I, I don't know. It was really, it was really strange. I can see more of a connection between uh, calmer, calming yourself down and raining yourself in than I can the second part where he says it's her way and then maybe it's the opposite. While Misato's in the bathroom, Kaji and Ritsuko reminisce about, well, maybe it's not reminiscing, but they kind of talk about when Kaji and Misato lived together. Like they were just, they were just roommates pretty much. Well, no, it went beyond that, didn't it? We were porking. <laughs> Right. Kaji uh, gives a cat souvenir to Ritsuko that he picked up. And she says, hey, you're that he's thoughtful. And he says, well, only about women, not about work. And then she's like, what about, uh, what about Ritsuko? Or, uh, sorry, Masato. He's wondering, and he's wondering about Ritsuko, and she doesn't want to talk about herself. Because it's, I think she says it's boring or something. Yeah, well, we know she's very closed off. I mean, that, she had a whole episode about that. Uh, Kaji thinks Misato's taking too long, and I'm like... She's barely been gone long enough to find an open toilet stall. He's used to, like, just, you know, walk in. Drop trowel slightly. Whip it out. Probably, probably not wash his hands, because I feel like he's the type that wouldn't wash his hands. Drop some dong water. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to that. Now we're going to learn that uh, Ritsko knows some shit. Oh, Ritsko knows. What, what does she know? We were assuming that... Uh, he was in Kyoto in the beginning, so we're assuming he picked up the cat souvenir there. Uh, but she asks him directly about Kyoto, but he denies being there. He says he picked the souvenir up from somewhere else. But she's like, oh, no, I know where you were, and I'm warning you, don't dig too deep or you'll get burned. And Misato shows up again, joking, hey, how about I buy some matches? She basically calls him out for being a flirt. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't see... Any real basis for her to say that. I kind of got a little jealous vibes. And then uh, me, uh, Ritsuko gives us some cool terms. Homeostasis and transistasis. Or the ability to change slash evolve, but deciding not to. I guess that ties in with like this idea of like relationships and... Sounds like men and women, Kaji says. And then Ritsuko's just like, yeah, whatever, I'm gone. I, I figured Kaji would be like, I ain't no homeostasis. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Possible homosexual. <laughs> uh, she, she has work to do, she says. Right. Uh, and le- leaves the two alone. Good idea. It's time for another good idea. Bad idea. Playing catch Not leaving off. Misato and Kaji alone. <laughs> Bad idea. Leaving them alone. <laughs> Playing catch with Grandma. <laughs> so Misato calls Shinji saying that she and Kaji are having an after-after party. Time to get drunk. Brunch. <laughs> Shinji's like, okay, well, uh, she's going to stay out late with Kaji, and Asuka's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why should an adult stay out late? Good. Is this the scene where she's like, all right, so uh, they're going to be out late, so let's just like make out. Or is that like in a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty close to close to that. I was like, I, I am I wrong? I kind of got a feeling that she was transferring her annoyance with Kaji Spending time with Misato to Shinji here. Oh, she absolutely was. Okay. Yeah. Projecting, I think it's called, maybe? Yeah, 100% that's what was going on. Uh, so we we got... After that, we see Kaji carrying Misato home after a quick shot of her barfing in the alleyway. Which, when I first saw <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, me too. I wasn't sure, and then like, and then, then they very, they're very quick to like make it clear what happened. But I also thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you were not alone. No, I I was there too. Okay. I'm not sure that wasn't on purpose. Uh, yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, uh, Kaji's carrying her piggyback style home, and they're both saying how they're too old for this shit. And Miss Sato says she's okay to walk, and she apologizes for her past, and then she gets all Freudian on him. Oh, she gets, like, she gets, like, really frantic in this scene. She's like, you know, like, I used you, and everything is my fault, and I'm sorry. And he's like, knock it off. Stop. Stop. And then he shuts her up by kissing her. This stuff was written by a man, right? Oh, 100%. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did not like this uh-huh. scene. <laughs> yep. 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 All of it all of it was bad. I did I didn't like any of that. I didn't like I didn't like her having to apologize. I didn't like the forced kiss. None of it. I like I like none of it. Yeah. So we'll move on, hey. And, and, again, yeah, let's move on. and again I go back to uh the Yelps. Um <laughs> why aren't we just doing a review of King of the Hill? It's so wholesome. It's so good. I never really liked that show. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was okay. I, I didn't get super into the it. Only, but then again, I didn't watch the only episode it. I really liked is the one where Peggy takes those kids to Mexico. Oh, and she accidentally brings the, the kid home? Yeah. Okay, you didn't like the episode where, where Bobby learned self-defense? Oh, that's my purse? That's my purse! I don't know you! Ugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> kid I kid was like... so dumb. Such a stupid kid. <laughs> Well, that I laughed till I cried in an episode. Could have, could have been the time. At the time, I was like really against really stupid characters. You, Peggy, you will find I do not have testicles. <laughs> I love Peggy. Peggy's my favorite character on that show. We we rewatched it uh, just about a year ago. The whole thing, and it holds up so good, yeah. and it's so wholesome. And I don't know, I I still love it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe someday. Uh, but getting back to the episode, you know, we just passed one awkward scene for another one. Hey, isn't this oh, great? This scene's so weird. Asuka asks Shinji if she if he wants to kiss her because she's bored. Yeah, and he like doesn't hear. Her. He takes off his headphones. He's like, "Hey, what?" And she's like, "Kissing." He's like, "What about it?" <laughs> you wanna? You, me, let's do it. Let's kiss. Let's lock some lips here. For already for an awkward, sexually like uncertain teenage boy, like for a teenage for a girl to come up and just be like, "Hey, we're doing this." Like it's, it's gonna be so so awkward and like confused and like he's gonna just his pants. I mean, that also is true. <laughs> it reeks of some classic bullying. Yeah, I don't know. And then they, their kiss is really weird. Yeah, she's like, don't breathe on me. So then she kisses him. She kisses him and cuts off his freaking air supply. Yeah, she's like, don't breathe through your nose. It tickles. So then he just decides to, like, just basically keep his lips on her lips. Because it doesn't seem like they're actually doing anything aside from that. And then, like, he just turns blue. It could have been done well in sort of a charming, like, we're kids yeah. and we don't know shit. It uh-huh. could have been, but it didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't stick the landing. But Pen Pen walking by and just being like, whatever, and getting into his room <laughs> while they're doing it was pretty golden. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. 
I had to recheck and make sure she wasn't holding Shinji in place or anything. I don't know. I don't think that was going on. But then it wasn't. He exhales and then she runs to the bathroom to like wash her, like like gargle. Yeah. Yeah, So first, I'm not. I'm just not sure whose fault that long quote unquote kiss was. But it's pretty damn mean that she suddenly runs to the bathroom to wash her mouth out. Yeah, that is really mean. And I think it's probably guilt. Like, she realizes what she did was she didn't want to do. Uh So, like, there's a bit of that, too. Perhaps he had been eating octopus and garlic ball. Or peanut butter and (laughs) squid, squid, squid. Yeah, peanut butter and squid. There you go. Yeah. That's a reference to something on our Patreon at patreon.com slash 2Japanese. Yeah, go do that. It's it's only it costs you what three bucks. Great audio content and a lot of audio content. You could listen to us and all that content, and you'd be done in maybe a year or two. For ten bucks a month, Andy will run D and D online for you. I'm sorry, what? I mean, I do like D and D. Kazi and Misato arrive finally. Asuka fawns over Kazi very briefly. He kind of brushes her off. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's cute. Whatever. I gotta go. Which is the right move. Yes. Making sure we know that he has no interest in her. It's all her infatuated with an older man thing. She uh, steps back when she smells something. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever smelt it, dealt it. What what is it? What do you smell? Man flesh. No, it's lavender. it's lavender, which is what uh, she the 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 right, perfume, the perfume yeah. which I didn't mention that she wanted yeah. to borrow from Misato. She asked to borrow earlier, yeah. And and uh, Misato's like, no, that shit's shit's expensive. Yep, that's my signature smell. <laughs> so, so Kazi leaves, and uh, Asuka looks sad, and Shinji says that she looks bummed, and she deflects. She deflects by saying that it was the kiss that's the reason she's so bummed. Mean again? Yeah, self preservation. Yeah, I, I can understand. Doesn't make me happier about it, but I understand. Now, next scene, we learned that Ray is absent from school. Can you guess why, folks? Because she's in a tube. <laughs> she's in a tube, plugged into the central dogma terminal. I, I'm not the type of person who could really talk about this stuff, but I'm actually interested in finding some podcast or something out there for people who are deep in the knowledge of the show and, ha- and have a great big understanding of religion and philosophy who could actually tell me what the hell's going on. I mean, I have a pretty good knowledge, broad knowledge of religion. Uh-huh. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I really think they thought the word dogma was cool. Probably. Could be that. All I know is, I look at dogma and I want to see a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, I feel like her in tube, though, like, is tying into so many little things they've been sprinkling over the last two episodes. Like 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 shit like Shinji's discussion of uh, who is she and all the different multiple like like version visions of, of like like Ray the same Ray and now she's in some like weird ass tube like makes it seem like she's some sort of specific science experiment being used as a science yes. experiment. Yeah, so, I right. think even Oscar being like, "What kind of girl is she?" or whatever. Yeah, they're they're hinting. They're making a lot of hints I, here. I just kind of assume she's a robot. <laughs> Raybot. Raybot. I mean, we've made we've talked about that from the beginning that she's a robot, albino yeah. robot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's plugged into this. She's in a pipe. <laughs> All right, well, somebody piped her. Ray's been piped. 
And we see uh, that we see this place that's like 2008 meters, was it? Or something below uh, where they're plugged in. Yeah, Kaji's down. Yeah, he's Kaji is hanging out in main LCL plant circulation line number three. And there's a sign that says trespassers will be shot on site. And they're also liable for penalties of up to 10 years in prison or a hundred dollar fine or both. We're going to shoot you, then throw you in jail. Then fine. Well, they didn't you. say they shoot to kill. <laughs> Kneecaps. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. It doesn't say shot to death or anything. Uh, he's down here uh, snooping. He's a snooping. He's a, he's got a red card. He's gonna swipe it, but then suddenly there's a gun on the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other end of that gun is Misato. How did she? I feel like we're missing a scene or or an episode. Where she figured out how he, why he was down here, and how she got down here, and I want to know all that. They just cut straight to like uh, him being like, "So you seem to be not so hungover." Yep. And well, she, she probably got down here legitimately. Well, yeah, I mean, she's she's like the third highest ranking person. Yeah, I want to know how she yeah. figured it out though. Although, as we'll see in the scene, she doesn't really know what to expect what's behind the door. Yeah, but just because she can legitimately can legitimately come down here yeah. for like, hey, I think there's a spy, doesn't mean she just walks around or right. isn't like signing some log that says why she's in places. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she uh, she identifies Ryoji Kaji as part of the Department of Special Investigations, Special Agency NERV, and the Japanese Home Ministry's Department of Investigations, and I assume the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of names get thrown around. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, uh, I'm up to some shit." She wa- she warns him, but he's he says he, how he's still useful to Gendo, which gives him some leeway in his actions. I guess he thinks, and it's probably correct. <laughs> as long as he's useful, Gendo won't get rid of him. Uh, but he does apologize for for deceiving Misato. And she says, we'll call it even after yesterday. Uh, the kindness that he showed her, I guess. Oh, okay. I was wondering what that actually meant. There. I think it's like, like him carrying her home. and Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say that Gendo and Risco are also deceiving her. And this is why. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. This is, bum, fuck, bum, this is bum. fucking wild. And it's it's the part that I was like, oh, yeah, this is like the, like the iconic thing that I remember from uh, from the manga. Uh, specifically, so like, so like, yeah. Here, here we go. Yep. Kaji uses his red security card, and he opens a door, and inside we see the first angel, Adam. Adam is finally revealed. Uh, crucified by the symbolism. Way. <laughs> like on a goddamn cross, hand like hands nailed to it. I do think a lot of this is drawn from a maybe a a unique. Japanese misunderstanding of Christianity. You're probably right. Sort of like how they have KFC at Christmas. I mean, it's they kind of get the idea, but it's a it's a it's a disturbing image. I can't tell if that angel is alive, right? I assume they're always alive. He has a core, I believe, right? When uh, Masada comes in, at first she's like, "Is that an angel or an Eva?" She's like, "No way, it's an angel." So like, she almost conflates. Adam for one of the Avas. I mean, I think that's probably going to lead to something, too. Yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah, you were 100% right. Uh, when Gendo mentioned Project Ava earlier, I was I was thinking, okay, did they mean Eve? 
That's a, another interesting and, catch. And now I'm looking at this Adam, and I'm trying to remember an anime that I saw that had him in the opening, but he was like a food item, a food item shaped like him. What? I can't remember. I wish I could remember what the anime was, because I'd love to bring it up, but well, I can't I, remember. I I just brought the, the image up. Yeah. And uh, that spear is in its chest. That spear of Longinus that Ray had. Uh, yeah, him, it's he's got that in his chest, like pinning him to the almost crucifix thing. I forgot it? about that. I forgot that was, was it? part of it. Oh, hold on. May I? No, I'm looking. I'm looking at it, man. That that is it, or one just like it. All right, thank you. I totally uh, glossed over uh, the fact that the entire spear was there. I thought it just had like something stuck in its chest, but no. So thanks. Yep. No, that's the whole thing. So that must have been where Ray went. Yes. Why? Huh, who knows? The only thing we do know for sure, and it's the same thought Misato has, there's more to Nerf than we thought. And well, that... Yeah, that's the first angel. And I'm I'm spitballing, because I, I have not gone past this episode. Ah. If that's the first angel, and they've had it pinned to the wall this whole time, maybe that's why the other angels keep coming to that spot. It's almost like they're trying to free Adam. Yeah. Uh... That's episode 15 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, this was your uh, episode, Matt, so we're going to start with you. Uh, thoughts on the episode? There's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode, and I'm having a bit of trouble seeing much rhyme or reason to it. A lot of stuff that people say or do just seems to come out of left, came out of left field for me. I'm not sure if it was a problem with the way I was watching it or my mental state at the time, but it seemed very disconnected. Having read the manga... It's, I'm catching hints and things that like I wouldn't have gotten probably on a first watch or a first yeah. read. I think it's, set, it's setting up for some some interesting twists. Some shenanigans. Some shenanigans. What I don't like about Evangelion, the anime so far, has been how every single episode they, they, they try to add some other little wrinkle to like the story. Like They, they drop a name. Like in the last episode, they had the, the, spear, the spear of uh, yeah. Longinus. And you have like the discussion of like here's Adam and all these things and like they and seal, but they never give you all of it. And like you go further on in the episodes and you still never get all of it. Like it feels like they set up all this stuff and then they, there's not ever like enough of a payoff. And like we are 15 episodes into the anime, only 11 left, and I mean 11, and then the uh, the the films obviously that like, followed later that like gave it its true ending. The storytelling is off in this. Yeah, makes you makes you wonder how people, as people filled it in in their own minds after they watched it. If uh, if we weren't doing this, I think I would have dropped it a long time ago. And this episode specifically, it feels like they they realize they need to start telling some story, and they just hit the gas. Yeah, absolutely. And not not in any rhyme or reason or direction. Just sort of fuck it. Let's touch throwing shit out. I, I don't mind this episode in comparison to the last hmm. several that have been Yeah, yeah no, bad. this is better than we've had in the past. But that's not saying much. But you're right in that, like, they don't, they're, they're not really clear as to, like, why we're getting this information. Yeah. Right. That's going to do it for this week. Next time we're going to be talking about just probably, I assume, one episode. Uh, episode 16, it's my episode, and it's titled The Sickness Unto Death and Then. Uh, what was the episode and title? Then. 
And then... No, and... And no, then along and came then. Joe. Smooth talking, oh, Joe. Oh, but until then, I want to thank you both for hanging out with me tonight. <gasps> thank you. I had fun hanging out. Yes. And uh, I'm very tired, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to take this one home. Thank you so much for listening to Two Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about the wrinkles of this weird anime and try to make some sense, rhyme, or reason to what the hell is going on. I uh, guess I'm going to go chill with some dog water? <laughs> Something? I don't know. My name's <laughs> I thought you were home tonight. <laughs> and I am high fructose porn syrup. I'm Bill. And I am a penis colada. Don't get caught in my rain. I'm Matt. Oh, here it comes. Uh, it's <laughs> Until next time, we will... No, we will see you next time. Kisses. I think I'm broken. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, Andrew Caswell. So, how's that hangover treating you this morning? It cleared up thanks to you. I'm glad to hear it. So tell me, is this your real job? Or is this just a part-time thing? Couldn't say. Member of the Department of Special Inspection, Special Agency NERV. And also the Ryoji Kaji of the Department of Investigation, Japanese Home Ministry. You know everything. Don't underestimate NERV. Did Commander Ikari send you? I'm here on my own. This side hustle will get you killed. Trust me. Commander Ikari is using me. I can keep going. Although, I will apologize for deceiving you, Katsuragi. After yesterday, we'll call it even. Fine then. But... Commander Ikari and Ritsuko are deceiving you as well. And this will prove it. originally thought.